Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Volleyball. And today we're going to be talking about a game we've been playing lately. <laughs> you squeaked a little there. Yeah, I got a little, little frog in my throat here. <laughs> and then we're going to be continuing on our top 50 games of all time, looking at numbers 30 through 21. So thanks for joining us for episode number 82. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean in a in this leotard, and he is frolicking around, flipping on a bar, throwing a javelin, shooting a shot put, racing in a race. Why why are you dressed up? Which which event in the Olympics do they frolic around? I just thought that you were having so much fun. Oh, so that's with, not that's just me. Yeah, you were having okay. so much fun with all these different things, and like you were picking up the shot put and doing this that you were just like frolicking like a little deer. You were just so excited. And the real question is, have you ever wore a leotard? I can assure you, I have. <laughs> I knew you had. What's going on with my microphone here? It's <laughs> ridiculous. Dean has his microphone and he just keeps raising it. Here's your problem, Dean. You need to tilt it a little bit more towards your face. I think it needs to be going up a little bit more. It's like that. he has Somebody his microphone tight. covering up his whole face, and we're going to shoot some of this YouTube video here in just a little bit. But okay. Somebody tightened it so much that I can't loosen it up. That was probably my muscles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. So tell Meeple Town before, I mean, the reason, you know, why he's tightened his microphone. Mm. Just want to talk about the Olympics for about two seconds. You didn't watch the Olympics. I have watched all of 10 to 15 minutes. That's it. Literally, that's it. That disappoints me. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I'm like super into it. And this time, year, year, round of it. (laughs) It's four years. Yeah. I'm just not that into it. I was talking to my family this weekend and out of, I've got three sisters and my parents, and I think me and my youngest sister are the only ones that watched consistently watch the Olympics. But I, I get it. Like I tend to like the Summer Olympics less than the Winter Olympics, but whenever they come around, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I really do like the Summer Olympics too because any chance I got, I would watch them. I mean, I, I watch anything. Shot put, I don't really care much about shot put, but I watched it. Because I think it's pretty cool. The U.S. won the, if I remember right, yeah, shot put. We won the silver and gold in that. For reals? Yeah. Those wow. guys are you're just like beast. They're just the like men's. I don't. That's all I watched. You're just like dumping on all these other countries. Like, oh, the U.S. won twice. Oh, well, they were. They were. He's like getting a little braggy over here. Beastly people. But I found myself like, I mean, I root for lots of people. I wasn't just rooting for the U.S. I, I enjoyed watching everything. I mean, you name it. Three on three basketball. That was pretty cool. And do you know what, John? Do you Okay, here's here's some trivia for you. Where's the 2024 Olympics, Summer Olympics going to be? Do you know that? In... I'll give you a hint. It was the same place that the 1924 Olympics in the summer wow, were. Wow, that really helps a lot. <laughs> um, Bangladesh. Paris, France. Okay, now they're introducing a new sport in that Olympics. Do you know what it is? This will make you excited about the Summer Olympics. Teddy bear ticklers. Ooh, that's be, that'd be better, I think. <laughs> How about how about breakdancing, John? No way. Yeah, seriously, breakdancing. Yeah. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah. 
I mean, they had skateboarding I'll, this year. I will, I will watch that. They had, uh, what was it? Yeah, three on three basketball was really good. I enjoyed watching that. I, I should just, have watched the skating. Yeah, skateboarding. Yeah, you should have. And also, three on three basketball, surfing, lots of stuff. I didn't watch surfing this year, but so, rowing. I enjoy watching. Here, here are some of my faves. You ready? Yep. I like rowing. Mm-hmm. I really like water. I can polo. see you as a rower. Like I can see you liking it because you could be like that. Could be your thing. I could do that. I know. Yeah, I think so. Because it 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 requires balance and yeah. strength. Yeah, and it's not like I don't have either of those. <laughs> it's not crazy athleticism. I'm sure Dude. it really is. Actually, you know, what, you what talk I about mean, your shoulders all the time. Well, no, uh, your your shoulders have to be jacked. What I mean by that. that is, yeah, I I, I guess I'm th- what I'm thinking about is like gymnastics and like flipping around and going all crazy. When I say that, I guess yes, you have to be a freak with your back and biceps and stuff and all that. You're saying I couldn't do a flip. I'm thinking that you could learn how to do that easier maybe but it easier doesn't mean that it requires any less work that it's something it, you that understand I could, what i'm saying that it's something that i could do not that i would be yeah, like an olympian but less I, could do it. I guess um maybe that you could do it that's exactly right um i think you have to be a little bit more naturally gifted in certain things <laughs> i'm, I'm, I'm saying for things, myself i couldn't either I all couldn't the things do that you're that. saying are so offensive to me no right it's now. the same thing not dude. to the olympics but to me there's like, no way that you're going to see me flipping about yeah. I just can't do it. I've never naturally been good at that. So, what would be your thing if you if you could do? Oh anything, wow! I don't. I don't. Uh, if I could do anything in the Olympics, I could tell you if I could pick anything that I could do, I would want to do. I would want to do water polo. I think I love have, watching water polo. Really? Oh, dude! It's That's so why good. you wear a leotard. They don't wear leotards. Oh yeah, they wear like really small. Yeah, I know un- underwear. There's basically. too much too much information being given. I can't do that. Um. <laughs> It, if I was, if I it's was, not a hidden movement game. For, <laughs> that's true. If I was, does it have to be Summer Olympics? Well, yeah, because that's what Dang we're talking it. about. Because if it was not either, there's no doubt about it. I would be a bobsledder. Because cool runnings. Yep. I mean, I'm we're talking like, about Summer Olympics here. Oh, bring Lord. it back. Oh man, um, maybe skateboarder. Yeah, like it would be pretty sick to be a skateboarder because you can do that kind of like anytime, anywhere. I have a skateboard, but I'm not good. You know what I mean? Like, I just pop up my skateboard and pop, pop, pop around them stairs, grinding all over the place. There we go. Yep. Grinding on your skateboard. Let's make yeah. sure that we... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well... All right. You know. I mean, you talked about twerker placement, so I just want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what you're talking about, because sometimes you just fly off the handle, well, I John. mean, you're speaking for me right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so here's a quick poll for you or quiz as we move on you're really covering up this i am i've had my hand on my screen for like the last five to ten minutes the whole episode since you are such you know the amazing olympic watcher man when did you wear a leotard by the way i grew up with three sisters i don't remember i'm just assuming i'm assuming more makeup and stuff for sure Uh uh-huh yeah and you really liked it nope which country has the highest medal count as we speak? Of all time? No, nope. of these Olympics. Well, the Olympics are over, so that would be the U.S. Or are they over? The U.S. has the highest gold. When did it? When did it? When did it end? Uh, the other day. Okay, <laughs> that's how little I'm paying attention. I thought there was a little bit more left. Okay, uh, so you're followed s- by China, followed by was it Russia or are they fourth? I can't remember. Japan and then Russia, maybe right. You should have gone with your instincts. I'm impressed that you did. It is U.S. 
it is China. So U.S. has 113, China has 88. U.S. did have 39 gold, and China had 38. So really, really close there. Yeah. Uh, Russia. We actually won the on ROC the, has 71. Yeah. 20 gold. Great Britain, then Japan, Australia. Oh, that's right. Okay. Italy, Germany. I'm just going to go ahead and rip through some of these because we have folks all over the world listening. Netherlands, France, Canada, Brazil, New Zealand, Hungary, South Korea, Ukraine, Spain, Cuba, Poland, Switzerland. I think that's good enough. You know what else is cool? I'm going to mention this. I could talk about this for a that long That was the time, actual order. For a long time because, again, I was trying to watch everything. But the other day, the, uh, what was it? The women's marathon running, okay? The two people who won were from Kenya. I believe that's right. The bronze medal winner was from the U.S. And if I heard this right, and I watched this for a while, and I thought they repeated this, she's only run, ran? She has only ran Mm -hmm. three marathons. Wow. And she won the bronze. Wow. So one of those she had to have qualified to get into the Olympics, right? I don't. This story is so unbelievable. I don't think it's believable. I don't. Maybe I misheard it, but I'm pretty sure that was right. I think you did. Yep. Okay, so let's get to a poll. And this time, y'all. Oh, I am Johnny Volleyball for those who needed to ask because guess what I signed up for at 37 years of age? A social volleyball league. How about that? Did you do that because of all the Olympics you've been watching? No. (laughs) I'm going to keep everyone informed on how well our team, who I'm not sure is going to do very well, performs in our volleyball league. It's only five weeks, so we'll see what happens. Stay on the edge of your seats. I am not. So I'm going to ask Dean. Hey, you know what? You didn't ask me to be on your team. Would you have? I'm good at volleyball, John. Dude, I would have easily <laughs> asked you, but you can never do anything at night. Like, I mean, good on enough. Friday nights, is there any way you could have ever done that? Not once school starts back, no. Exactly. But. That's why. Yeah. Not because I don't love you. By the way, let me clarify for somebody who actually knows me. I'm not like good, like great at volleyball. I'm good enough to be on your team for volleyball. Well, our team's not going to be very good. Do I could you, elevate that. Well, maybe it will be. Do you know, have you met Andy before? No. Me, Seth, Andy, and a guy I've never met before. Okay. What do you think? You think we got a shot in a social league? Uh, No. You're Damn too old. It. Seth is 24. No, no, no. You, 23. You were, you were too old. <laughs> Seth is fine. Okay. You won't be able to hang. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be able to. I'm going to spike <laughs> balls in people's faces. <laughs> All right, so for the pole this week, let me turn my computer a little bit to the yeah, side. Yeah, her third ever race at that distance. Isn't that nuts, though? But has she raced at higher distances? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I yeah. mean, seriously. Yeah, but that does still, I mean, it still makes a difference, though, right? Because I guess you still, yeah, I mean, you sure, still have you to have get to get your pacing right. You got to lock it in. So our board game poll is actually about board games. Our poll is actually about board games. This stems from last week whenever I began to, actually, it was live on the air came up with this poll, that poll stemmed from Ankh being a quite expensive game, right? That's right. And I just typed in, have you ever spent more than $200 for a board game? And let's include it expansions, okay? And then I asked for people to share which games, and whoa, Nelly Dean. Whoa, Nelly. I think this is our most voted on poll ever in Meeple Town. You know, you put polls out there. Some people aren't that interested. Is this a sign that we should do more polls related to board games? <laughs> I mean, should Instead that even be a question that we're Cheerios asking? Cheerios and Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> and Home Alone? No, I think that's ridiculous, actually. I think it was an interesting question. Um, what do you think the answer to that is, Dean? 
Do you think that more people have spent over $200 in a board game on Twitter and BGG in our guild, 3407? Or do you think more people, most people have not? Hmm. I think this was a this was kind of a tough one actually. I think my hunch Yeah, it is a tough one. is that more have when you're looking at like the body Okay, I I will say this. I did see a couple of the comments because it pulled up in the in the Nature. guild. I didn't look at I didn't look at any of the results or anything, mm-hmm. just the comments. And people were talking about like, yeah, because I, you know, have everything for Scythe or I have everything for Sure. You know, Magic the Gathering or something like that. So I I would well, gosh, to have everything for Magic the Gathering. That was a Quite the statement. That was a I just little made. bit of an overstatement. But anyway, like considering the body of collection, maybe not necessarily that they spent that much at one time, but that they spent that much overall on a game. So I'm going to say more have. That is correct. You <laughs> so here's what's very interesting. First of all, can you just give me some percentage guesses real quick? Uh, ooh, I'm going to say actually handily maybe 65 to 70%, somewhere in there. You mean that, that one was that, 65 and one was 70? No. Do you know how to do math? <laughs> somewhere you know between 65 were? and 70% of All people right. that have. Incredibly, Twitter and the Guild had the exact same percentages. Wow. And like Twitter had... Almost 200 votes. So what are the odds of that? You know, I've always said that Twitter is just as sophisticated as the people in our guild. Mm-hmm. I've actually 63.4% said yes Ooh, to just... 36%. Okay. I was I was a little overboard on that. I was taking into consideration all those people who had everything for Magic the Gathering. So we hear there's a lot of comments. I think we've got like 40-something comments down through here, so I'm not going to read them all. But I'm actually going to kind of be a little bit maybe vague and just kind of pointing out um vague is not the right word but just some of the ones that that i see a lot um dominion was one that was seen quite a few times in this list uh magic the gathering i saw a little bit of that everdell everdell dean because that can get expensive you stop buying all those expansions 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 <laughs> <laughs> those expensives well i think you know if you went all in ooh, i don't know if you went all in on this last pledge, it probably was $200 plus where you get like the big box and everything else that goes along with it. Saw a lot of anachrony on this list, which I wish that I had all that stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. There's a lot. There's, you know, the gloom havens, the frost havens and stuff like that that are showing up here. Um, Aeon's in showing up a lot on that. Do you have you spent $200 on that game? On Aeon's End? Yeah. I have spent none dollars on that, I think. Really? Because they sent us that review copy. Um, Marvel Champions. Uh, Terraforming Mars. Yeah, I, haven't, I don't have everything for that. Terraforming Mars, I definitely have not. I only have the base game and then that small expansion for that one. So, yeah, there's if you go on our Twitter account or in the guild, you can actually have some really good... Um, some good dialogue back and forth. There's just so many. I'm not, I'm just kind of Imperial Assault. Some of the Star Wars games I saw there on there a lot. So, so for you, I actually thought to myself, have I spent $200 on a game? I don't even know if I have. Really? Like legit. I don't, I don't think I have spent more than $200 on a game. I haven't. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, 
what you would because honestly like for me most of the games that i'm thinking about what have i what have i spent that much on they're miniature games with miniatures right so like these yes. all-in zombicides although i haven't done any of those like all-in stuff other than Ankh and probably rising sun i yeah. guess but I don't, I don't think rising sun was that much though i could be wrong <clears throat> excuse me it's been a while but it's it's those type of games like those Arcane come on games on there games. And... yeah it's it's weird that you know i when i typed it in i thought of course i've spent that much i mean there's so many people i play so many games but what i recognized about myself is a you're right i don't play a lot of the miniature games b i don't just jump to buy expansions super often like if it really helps the game a lot then i'll pick it up but besides that i'm not one of those guys that just picks up every expansion for a game because i'll be real when you do Meeple Town, Dean, we don't have time to just invest a ton in one game. Unfortunately. That's right. That's right. And so because of that, I haven't spent that. Like if it, I wasn't doing Meeple Town, yeah, maybe there is a few games out there that I would really invest in, get all the expansions because I've played that game a ton. But I haven't. Um, I probably haven't spent over $150 on a game. Do you think that a lot of times too... Um, I'm just thinking through like the kind of classic Euro style that my jam is doesn't have tons and tons of expansions. Depends on what game it is. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There are some that... There are some, no no doubt about it, but I'm just trying to think. And, and some that are like heavy component component type games, even though it's a Euro-y game. Like one that comes to mind that's... It's not going to be $200. If it is, it's that's ridiculous. But uh, when the... Uh, oh goodness, what's it called? Russian Railroads. When that comes out, the mm -hmm. new edition of that, three expansions. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty big box. I would spend be, a lot for that. Yeah, but it's not going to be 200. But that would be yeah. that. Those are the type of games that I'm thinking of. Like maybe not a ton of expansions. Yeah, but a lot of like wooden components and and really big upgrades. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dominion. But I haven't. I've only. I, I haven't. Um, the closest I'm probably getting are like maybe some of the big box like Uva games like Caverna, and then you you're on top of that you're adding you know some expansions to that, but that's still like a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, um, there were Feast for Odin or something like that with an expansion. You're still not talking a lot Teotihuacan, but that game is cheap, and the expansion was yeah. I, honestly, the, the ones that I'm that do make the most sense to me tend to be like some of these card you mentioned Dominion, like those type of card that makes games a lot that, of sense. Yeah. That has a lot of expansions. But that being said. I have a lot of stuff for that. I'm pretty sure I haven't spent $200 on that, but I don't have, I say a lot, maybe half of it, but that stuff goes on sale a lot. You know, like you can get that base game for 20 something bucks. So yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm at times more conservative with the way I spend my funds. And because I'm Meeple town, I know I'm not going to have time to play a game enough to justify me spending $200 on a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. And plus I don't also care about all the components like Dean does. Right. So I'm happy to pick up, the base game of something with cardboard pieces for 60 bucks instead of spend a hundred dollars for the, you mm -hmm. know, blend out version. You so. know, for there, for a lot of people, if you look on a lot of the comments on some of those, you know, big miniature heavy Kickstarters, you know, there's a ton of people that are just buying those Kickstarters and care nothing about the game. They're just getting it for the miniatures because it's a lot cheaper for those people to, to get those miniatures out of the games than yeah. it is to go out and buy the miniatures separately. So, for me, I don't fall in that category, but I am in the category of here's another hobby that I enjoy, and that's painting the miniatures. You yeah, know, so like absolutely, so it becomes like an extra layer of of hobbying there. Yep. Uh, question: um, Peter Schott said that 
if you include in expansions and stuff, that would put Ticket to Ride in the category. How much mm. have you spent on the Ticket to Ride series? Not like I wouldn't over two hundred dollars. Yeah, because yeah, you really, I, you because uh-huh. you've that's one of your go to gateways, right? Yep. Okay, I was curious, and then Seventh Continent. I saw several other people mention Seventh Continent as well. So Matt mentioned it. Peter mentioned it. Um, yeah. So surprisingly, yeah, I have a lot of a decent amount of content for Seventh Continent, but I got a really good Facebook Marketplace deal that was nowhere near two hundred dollars. Wow. But if I were to sell it, would be, I would say over two hundred dollars. Easy. Yeah. Matt Walker put um, Rococo with, and he went and got the metal coins and stuff like that too. So that makes sense. Oh, oh dang like it. The, I was about I to segue. I wonder if that's like the, the older version or something like that. I was about to segue it to say, speaking of Matt Walker. Hey, speaking you know, of Matt. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you segue, because I've got a, a statement that goes with that. You know, one I'm thinking about, this game that I really want, I played it one time years ago, and I liked it, but it was a bad experience, and I think I would like the game a lot more. But St. Petersburg, my biggest regret in board gaming purchasing wow. is that I never got that second edition or even the first edition for that matter. But if you want to buy wow. it now, you're looking at, you know, 150 bucks for the second edition or something like yeah. that. So that's a, that's a tough one. Cause I can see like, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'll fork out $200 for a game that might not ever get reprinted again. You know? Yep. I'm not going to spend that much on St. Petersburg, but you know, I, no, I, I get like, that's another category. I mean, that's where that. I, I've spent over a hundred dollars for Russian railroads. And then a few months later, no, I'm just kidding. About a year later, they came out with a, said announced they were coming up with the next one and i would normally never spend that much yeah but hey couldn't get it um speaking of matt walker i just want to plug again his top 50 reaction uh, because he started on the guild and started literally posting his top 50 games alongside ours and i love his list and i love the amount of detail that he's like put into this um and it's just really really great and i would love to see more folks involved uh jt turner joined us so really there's only two folks besides us that have joined in this i know it's a lot of work um but i I just i just want to plug it again um i really i like jt's list a lot too made me think of of reavers of midgard that i've never played in a while i really want to play that again that was a good game yep yeah 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 i really wanted to get that to the table he's got rogers of the ganges on there which may or may not be on my list today how about that i think it is you never know. I mean, I think it is. You've already you've already tipped your hat. Tipped your Tip cup. Oda hat. All right. Are we done with that? What are we doing now? Can we talk about a game? We just got one game to talk about today. Are we ready for it? And, yep. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> making me laugh now. Woo! I, right. I love when I listen to this podcast, by the way, because I try to hone the craft I my one of my favorite t- moments are whenever something ridiculous is said and you and I just can't control it. Yeah, I can't stop. I can't help from laughing. You get the giggles. Yeah, there was something that happened last time. Oh, something I said, and then you mentioned a Chris Farley thing. Something oh, okay, dumb, yeah. And I was just like busting out laughing. Anyways, yeah, anything Chris Farley <laughs> is probably gonna make me laugh. <laughs> okay, let's talk about a game. So, okay, first off. You can support us on Patreon, and I'm mentioning this for a reason because we have, you know, we've actually been getting some good support from Patreon. I mean, it's it's been pretty steady, which has been really helpful for it's us. It's been fantastic. While he is talking about this game, I'm going to pull up our patrons and give them a shout out. Yeah. So one one of them, 
that you would mention is Ryan Brubaker, who is a, a Patreon backer, but also backer, supporter. He's a patron of the show. That's that right. the way to say it? Okay. Well, he reached out to us and said, hey, I'd like to send you a game called Airland and Sea. And I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that in the past, but we've never played it. I think we That's mentioned it correct, as this is one that we would like to play. So out of the kindness of his heart, on top of being a patron, just said, hey, uh, give me your address. I'm going to send you this game. And he did. John and I just got to play it one time right before we started recording the show, right? Yep. And this is a game I think both of us were anticipating because it has some of the same feels of Blitzkrieg, which is one that we really enjoyed. We did a video for that, and I think we talked about it at the podcast at some point. Really fun, two-player-only um, tactical game where you're trying to vie for control of these different theaters, war-themed and all that. Air, Land, and Sea is similar to that. You've got three different theaters, the Air, Land, and the Sea. <laughs> Yeah. Are we expecting that? Okay. And you're just playing cards. It's, What's the pirate's favorite letter? Always been the C. That's it. You, see, that's when you change it up and you say R. R, yeah, I know. Anyway. Well, everyone says R. <clears throat> that's right. And you're supposed to not you're supposed to say R and not do the punchline. <laughs> so in this game, you lay out those the big cards to show those different theaters, and then you only have 18 cards to play in uh, total. So you shuffle those up, each player gets six cards, and you're just gonna go back and forth playing those cards on the different theaters. The card that you play has to match with the theater color, but there's a ton of different ways of manipulating the the layout. So you can flip cards, you can move cards, you can uh, pick up cards, play cards, pick up and play cards. There's lots of different things that you can do in this game, but basically yeah. what you're trying to do is be the one who wins the battle, which means that you're winning two out of three of those theaters after all the cards have played. Or if you're like, there's no way that I can win this battle, then you can withdraw and the other person wins, but they don't get as many points based on how far along, uh, how far along you are in the round. What did you think of this game, John? Well, I want to mention also that this is by John Perry, who did Scapegoat um, oh, yeah. a little bit later on that I talked about, which I thought it was a fun little deduction game. Um, I like this better. This is a little bit more my style. I... I enjoyed this game. I really appreciate Ryan sending it to us. Um, what I like about it is, number one, I like how it's a very pretty fast game. I mean, it can be, especially if you just get walloped a couple times. Um, it could be over in 15 minutes probably, right, Dean? But it could also stretch out, what does it say, probably 30 minutes? 15 to 30. Yeah, yeah. so I could see it going 30 minutes long, even potentially a little bit longer if you're withdrawing a lot and people are withdrawing. But then that also makes it a little bit shorter. But, no, it's really cool because you're handed, how many cards did you say, six? Is that six right? Six apiece, yeah. Yeah, so you're handed six cards, and you've got to figure out how to make those cards work best for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that little puzzle is interesting because it's not only – Okay, how can I make these work? But when do I play them? That makes it really interesting. Yeah, and they're not obvious decisions either, right? No. Like it's not like, oh, of course I'm going to play this card. It's never that way for me. Like the whole time I was like, oh, I don't know what to play right now because I don't want him to flip this card. Or, right. you know, like there's a lot of, you have to think about what they might do to manipulate your cards. That's right. Which so, could be a bad thing for some people. So you have, for example, there's some cards that are worth like six value, which are the biggest value, but they don't give you any extra powers. Sometimes... You know, you're tempted to just play it off the bat because you want to save your powers for later, yeah. right? Uh -huh. If you're the first player, you may play a card that doesn't even give you a power, but you can't use it because it's like flip over, you know, a card that's adjacent or something like that. And you have a bunch of different cards that don't give you much. So you're like, okay, I'm going to play that. However, saving that to the end could be really powerful because then Dean can't flip it over. Yeah. You know, if you were the second player in your last, you're like, boom, six points on there. So those decisions are really interesting. And when do I hold back cards to see what Dean's going to play? And the deck, how many cards does the deck have? 18. 18. 
I like that a lot because you can you begin to begin to even in the very first game I, of us playing through several rounds, I'm pretty sure that I know what all the cards are and I already have a f- decent grasp. I'm yeah. gonna forget. Yeah, yeah. But a decent grasp of what can be played, which I think that makes it a lot more interesting than if there's just like 50 cards in the deck and you know what I mean. You can't really predict what's gonna happen. You have an idea. Yep. If there's 12 cards being used and there's 18 total, you know what six of them are. You have a decent idea of what he or she could have across the table from you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah, I do too. I, now, who will not like this game? By the way, I like this game too. I think it really fits in that, again, in that Blitzkrieg warehouse if this is like a – because you, you don't have to – it's not a war game like Blitzkrieg. You know what I mean? Like it is – it's a war theme game. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a war game. I mean, you could play it just the same as Shot and Totten or Battle Line. You know what I That's mean? Like exactly it right. You don't have That's to exactly have right. a war. Yeah. But for somebody who like doesn't care about the theme at all, you might still really like the game in the same way. Again, Blitzkrieg is the same way. If you don't like the theme, you still might really like the game. Now, who might not like this game is somebody who doesn't like for their stuff to be touched, right? Like they don't, <laughs> they don't want anybody to mess with their cards. They don't want anybody to like, they don't like heavy player interaction because this game is chock full of it um, right? yeah absolutely yeah i mean if you're like if you want to kind of build your solo thing and then people don't really mess with it then yeah you won't like this game but if you want a tactical back and forth battle yeah i mean the other this pe- is a really good one for that yeah yeah. I, think, yeah I think it's i think it's a lot of fun well it's easy to learn and then yeah easy to learn which i really really like that what were you gonna say whoops i knocked my microphone over i'm having a hard time with my microphone that's what that's what i was gonna say it kind of looks ridiculous yeah we're gonna have to fix that before we'll the fix YouTubes. it for the video yeah we can do that um but Oh, shoot. Now I forgot all that oops, you've done it again over there. Made me forget what I was going to say. Oh. Something good about the game? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, <laughs> I really like the decisions on when to withdraw or not. Yes. Because if you lose just straight up, your opponent gets six points. If they get 12, the game is over. But if you have four cards in your hand, I mean, it depends on if you're first or second player. If you have like four cards still left in your hand, you're like, dang it, I just don't think I can make these work. You know, that's early bowing out, but your opponent might only score two points. And yeah. who cares? Like, and so I think that those decisions are really cool. Um, really, really cool in the game. And I, I like that about it a lot. And that was one of your concerns when I was teaching the game. You, you were concerned like, oh, so we don't have six cards, but what if I have, you know, what if I have terrible cards? Like, what if all of my cards are green Yeah, and I can only play them in this spot, which is, you know, that's never going to happen because yeah, you can always manipulate or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. But... Even if that were the case where you really just have a bad hand, you can bow to the very beginning. Losing two points isn't that big of a deal. Unless you know you only play to 12 points. So if the other person has 10 points, then you're going to lose the game, and that is a big deal. But that's I don't think that's going to happen. Like, that wasn't our experience. Now, we've got one play under our belt, so we're not experts or anything. But, uh, but I, I think more often than not, you're going to have cards that, you, that will work together to some capacity, right? Yep. That's right. So it was that was really fun. Yeah, it really it's was. Like, it, it's it, definitely one that I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was it. That was it. it I think it's going to be one that's that's definitely for some people and not for some people. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. I'm I'm really going to be intrigued to take this home and play this game with my wife because she usually doesn't like that kind of back and forth battle. But I can think of people like Dean and my brother and just some other folks that I think would love this game, and I really enjoyed playing it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It, it, you know, comparing it to Blitzkrieg again. I probably slightly prefer Blitzkrieg, but but overall, I think this was a really fun experience, and I get why people have it rated so high. It's also nice how it doesn't take up a ton of table space. Yeah. It oh, really yeah. doesn't. Like, I was actually thinking about if I'm hanging out with my friends somewhere, you know, at a bar or a dinner or something, like, you could literally just throw it out on the table, and because the rows don't get that long. 
Yep. Yeah, it's, this so, is a coffee shop game for sure. You could easily play this anywhere. Yeah, so, so I love that. We really appreciate you doing this, Ryan. Yeah, and, it was you know, good. Just out of the kindness of your heart, knowing that this game might be something that we enjoyed, and you were you're you right, were correct. That was good. Nailed it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip through. I don't. We haven't shouted out to our patrons yet, and I just want to do this really quick because of how much Dean and I appreciate them. Uh, Richard Kuehler, uh Ryan, who sent us this game, uh, Brand Dizzle, Bradley Howard, John Nos Nosbush Bush. I didn't say I didn't mean to say Bush Bush, um, Matt Walker, Mike McGowan, or Mike. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, but Wendy. Mike also. and Wendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, assuming Mike and Wendy. I'm yeah. assuming too. Uh, Timothy Crisco, Crisco, and Diego Casanova, Joe Still, Tim Doloff, and uh, Ian or Spinners seventy one. Thank you all so much. It really means a lot. Yeah. I don't know how many times it will say like it, this is so much work. It, I mean, it really is not and for me, John. It's a joy. No, it's, every time no, I, get to I be love with it. You. I really love it. But there are times, can I be honest? There are oh, times no. whenever I go, I don't know if I have the bandwidth to keep yep. doing this. And people like you all that listen, that, I mean, just even listening to the podcast and us, you know, seeing those downloads, it keeps us, you know, fired up and, and going. It absolutely does. And any kind of interaction does that. You know, like we've yeah, been getting guild, a ton of people in the guild that have been commenting and interacting with each other. It's stuff like that that, that gets me excited because like we we have this heart to create this community of people, not just yeah. talk about board games. If John and I just talked about board games, it would not be as much fun. We still have fun doing that, but yep. but the interaction that we get to have with people and know that people appreciate what we're putting out there and show their support it means a ton to us, so we really appreciate that. Yep, that's that is right. all we got now. now let's talk about let's some do it. Uh oh, I was I got locked. You're in so there. excited. Let's talk about our thirty Pirate. through twenty one games. Let's get to it. We're back, Meeple Town. We are back. We're having so much fun with this list. Yes, we are. Now, just so we can remind everybody, we are working through our top 50 games of all time. Kind of like, what do we want to play the most at this very yeah, moment in right. our timeline? That's right. And just so that you're reminded, we are doing this on YouTube and on the podcast. So if you're on YouTube, just know that this is also going to the podcast. And that makes the difference more so for the podcast listeners because there's we might reference some pictures that we're pulling up that you might not be able to see. But we'll try to make sure that we're not like you know, holding out secrets against you or anything like that, right? That's it. That's that what fair? we're going to do. Yep. And if you want to listen to our podcast, you can look us up on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. Just search Meeple Town. And if you're on the podcast, you can go to the YouTubes and you can search Meeple Town. Dude, let's get it. Let's go. Jump on it. It's we time got, to go. We are, uh, we got to, we got to push through this thing. We got to fly through it. We're going to do this in 10 minutes. Ready? Like an aerial plane. It's not going to be 10 minutes. Okay. Oh. My number 30. Oh, man, I'm struggling with my numbers right off the bat. Already. <laughs> my number 30, I've got a couple on here that I, I want to mention. Like, I, I could see this rising or falling. Western Legends is one that I'm going to go ahead and say. This one could fall. It has fallen for me a little bit, but not because I don't like it. I really love this game. I just, I just haven't played it. And it's harder to find the right people to play this game. But in this game, you're taking on the role of a historical Western United States character. And... You are going around the board doing lots of different things. Like you can do whatever sure you want. Are. You can you can go try to arrest people. You can go and play poker. You can go and battle things and rustle cattle and what else am I missing? 
Man, you can go uh, mine, mine for, it for gold. Mine for gold and sell it to the bank. There's you all kinds of things you can ball. do. And you're just trying to race to get those legendary points. You can shoot people in the face. That's right. Is and it? Can Is you? It? <laughs> I guess so. You do have guns, so yeah, sure. Why not? You can do whatever you want in this game. And the cool thing about this is you can also kind of choose what path you're going to go. Do I want to be a good guy? Do I want to be a bad guy or a person? Right? What what path do I want to take? Outlaw. I can go ahead and tell you most of the time I want to be an outlaw. You do. That's the kind of guy you are in real life. You are always a rules breaker. This is actually not. That's who you are. Not false. Yes, that is kind of who I am. I am. I am not a rule follower necessarily. So he has been jailed many times in this game, or just in real life. In real life. None have times. Have I've you none, ever gone to jail? No, 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 no. Oh, wow. Close, okay. but that's for another episode. Anyway, I really like this game. Again, it has to be with the right people, and I it, I just haven't got this one to the table in a while, which is why this has dropped for me a little bit. I'm hoping it doesn't drop off the list, and if it does, it's only because I'm not able to play it as much as I'd like to. So anyway, that's Western Legends. Love this game. A lot of fun. You have that expansion? I have one of them. I don't have the newest one. Yeah. When I picked this up, it had the expansion. I bought it used, so it had the expansion included, gotcha. I think. But I, I don't think have that's the all I have. That came out. That's what I meant to say. Right, Sorry. right. I don't have the newest one that came out. All right. Your number 30 is Western Legends. And hey, Western before, Legends. Western Legends. Before we flip over, we do need to make, we need to state that it is ranked 248 overall. Yeah. People really like this yeah, game. Yeah. That's honestly, I'm really surprised by that. Not that I think it's a fine game. If you're playing with the right players, it yep. can be really fun. Not one I'm going to go to super often, but if Dean wants to play, I'll probably play with him. Yeah, I, mean, I, can be I do want to play, John. Yeah. So well, let's stop the podcast, stop the YouTubes, and let's go play. Number 30, Western Legends. My number 30 is a game that I quite enjoy, and that is, I mean, saying I quite enjoy something is kind of a waste of a phrase, isn't it? Because if it's ranked 30 on my list, I'll probably quite enjoy it. You, you do quite enjoy it. Sometimes I th- say things that don't, that just doesn't matter. I would have never thought about it. Until Rajas of the Ganges, and this is an Inca and Marcus brand game. Now, what is so cool about this game is, listen, I play a ton of Euros, right? What happens in most Euro games? How do you win, Dean? You get points. And whoever scores the most points wins, which is fine. But in Rajas of the Ganges, instead of that... You You're have, getting points. In, you have two <laughs> tracks... And whenever they cross each other, the first player to do that, I'm showing this picture on here, wins the game. But what's so intriguing is, guess what, Dean? One of those tracks is your income track, right? Yep. And so you're literally spending points in order to, you know, build stuff, which can score you more points later. And so you have all those really interesting decisions about that. There are not a ton of pictures on BGG for this game. So this is kind That's of interesting. boring. Yeah. Which so I really just don't, colorful components in this such game. A good, it's such a good game. You have your own little player board, and you're putting out – I mean, you're building like a map, right, which is really neat, and they unlock different things. There's engine building stuff going on. It's a dice placement, dice worker placement. So however you roll the dice and where to put those really matter, different ways to mitigate the dice. It's just like a, a really fun game, and my wife hates this game. Aww. She hates it. We played it the other day, and she was having fun, I'm telling you. She's going to listen to this until I started whipping her. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't like race games. And I think a lot of that has to do with, there's a lot of race games that are really hard to catch up in. Or maybe she just gives up. I don't know. But she went from smiling to frowning to scowling. <laughs> oh my goodness. To flipping the table. That's true. 
to pulling out weapons. That's right. It, it there, there were there were punches that were thrown. Oh my! On the TV while we were sitting next to oh, it. Oh okay. You were watching a western. <laughs> no, I don't watch TV while I play board games. But anyways, Rogers of the Ganges, number thirty, wonderful game. Also, the weight is like two point eight or something on BGG. So this is a really cool game to get folks into the hobby. That um or kind of that step up game, I yeah. would say, you know, and right in your wheelhouse too, Dean. Yeah, right I, in my I, wife's wheelhouse. I thought she would love it. It does. It seems like something she would really enjoy because her and I tend to kind of fall. You in that really same do worker placement, dyke worker, dyke worker placement. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, one fifty overall. Yeah, this is incredible an, game. This is an excellent game. Absolutely, this has made my list last year. I believe if I had to go back and look, I think that's right. Did not this year, but only because it's it's kind of a little out of sight, out of mind. The the uh, Roll and Write version of this game is really good too. We, we both really like this. Probably Did my great job. maybe my favorite Roll and Write. I'm not sure, but that is number thirty for me. Rogers or the Ganges. Excellent pick. Thank you. Do you need my validation on these no, picks? No, I don't okay. care. All right. My number twenty nine is a game that you also like. This game came out in twenty twenty. I've got the new hot list list over here. Pew pew, man! You just putting shooters all around. Boy. I am Project Elite. Which is a, I actually was just telling somebody about this online saying that they really like Zombicide. This is like Speed Zombicide in some ways. How many games on your list have miniatures? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's I'll, a lot. I'll give you an answer once we get through the whole list. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a few. Oh, there's some crazy look. Look at that. On my thing. list today, two out of Does two creep so you far. <laughs> there is this crazy looking creature if you're on the podcast with two that's faces. an expansion creature i don't know wow what that, is. that is uh really gruesome that is okay if that so, thing came after me i would have nightmares so this is a real-time game maybe my only real-time game on my list although there's several that could have made it because i like i like real-time games in this game you're rolling dice as fast as you can to go around and pick up weapons and you're trying to destroy aliens that are invading your base or whatever uh, you know they've come here to destroy you and you got to take care of them the cool thing I like about there's a lot of cool things I like about it, but one is that feel of Zombicide where you're exploring and trying to find weapons. Um, mm-hmm. In this one, you're doing that, but you have to do it faster than you do in Zombicide even. And you have to do it faster than Zombicide, but this one, you really have to move fast. And so, and you can only search like one time, and so you're not going to get that many weapons. You might not get like the greatest weapon, so you ha- kind of have to make do with what you can find. And then the scenarios change up from game to game. You're playing different missions. You might be going out to try to... Uh, de- destroy their nest or you might be trying to go out and get samples or whatever there's lots of different scenarios that can play out really fun game really enjoy this one that is project elite specifically talking about the command games version that came out in 2020 that is right there are so many pictures of miniatures like i'm having to scroll through like because i'm just trying to show some of the gameplay and some of the game boards i don't like real-time games but i like this game three out of seven games today use miniatures Oh, that's not too bad. No, but I mean, that's just today. Why? Do you I say mean, three th- out of 10. Sorry, three <laughs> out of 10. Seven do not have miniatures. I was super confused. I was like, what? Are we just doing seven <laughs> games today? Three or out of 10 are you of these saying are... that three out of 10 board games have miniatures? Three out of seven boards? Oh, man. Three out of 10 from my list are straight up card games, too. That's interesting. This, okay. is, this is one of those that falls into the category of if Dean wants to play, I will play a lot of times. I won't suggest it ever, but... But you had a lot of fun playing. Uh, yeah, I enjoy playing it. It's a, it's a fun game. Project Elite ranked one thousand eight overall, and that's the new version. Is the old? I'm trying to pull it up right now. Uh, actually, one thousand four hundred forty-four. Oh, so it did even so. better. So how yeah. about that? All right, that is your number twenty-nine. That is Project Elite. My number twenty-nine is a game that I think is on Dean's list later on, 
And so I'm just going to say Snedonia Master Deluxe Set, and then let's talk about it when we get to... You, am, I, am I correct on that? Uh, well, you're incorrect in saying the title of the game. It's actually Deluxe Master Set. I said uh, Master Deluxe Set like the first week that Dean had it, and I cannot stop saying it. It's happening to my I'm trying so today. hard I'm to not say it anymore. You are. You're like... I need a high chair is what I need. You just you just got to put it a little lower. I can't. I can't untighten it. It's too tight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I need somebody stronger. Maybe All somebody right. with giant shoulders that could help me out. That could... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your number 29, 29 is Snedonia Deluxe Master Set, which will be talked about later. What is your number 28, Dean? My number 28 is a worker placement game uh, known to a lot of people as an, is kind of that gateway, that gateway classic worker placement. That's Lords of Waterdeep. It came out in 2012. It is ranked 76 overall. That is high that that game is still. People love this game. It's great. It's yeah. a great game, and it's it's really cool for a lot of reasons. One, the simplicity of it, right? You're just placing a worker, picking up resources, essentially, and you are trying to complete quest. Now, the expansions really make this game. I think this is one somebody mentioned. I can't remember who it was. It said, if you could mention which games really need the expansions. So far, I've talked about Western Legends and Project Elite. They don't need expansions for me. I can just play the base game, and it's fine. Lords of Waterdeep, the base game is totally fine, but I really do enjoy this expansion. I think it's I think it's fantastic. But and, and that's it. That's kind of the basis of the game. The, the cool, I guess, twist on the game is that you're also building buildings. So mm. you're kind of building new worker placement spots a la, you know, Kalis or something like that. And then that's going to change the board over time. And if I'm the one who built these spots, then I'm also going to get the bonuses from those locations. Have you have you played this yet? Did you I borrow my app. copy? I have the app. I borrowed your copy, but I didn't play it. I don't remember why I gave it. You needed it back for something, I think. Yeah, we were having a game. Because you're having we're, friends over, yeah. and you had b- let me borrow like three games, I think. Yeah. And so I just hadn't gotten to this yet. But I really need to because, you know, my wife is a big worker placement fan, and this is, I think, kind of in her probably weight wheelhouse. I think she would like this one quite a bit. So some people might not like the D and D theme. I think that's you know most people will, but there are some people that don't care for that D and D theme. This game is fairly themeless, although I force the players that I play with to make sure to call them the different cubes. I need them to call them warriors and rogues and all the wizards. Right? I need them to do that because I need a little theme in it. I drive some people crazy when I do that. That's why you don't want to play with this guy sometimes. It's a really fun game. Go. Lords of Waterdeep. Highly recommend if you've not played this one. It's a classic for a reason. All right. Number 38 for Dean, Lords of Waterdeep. My number 38 is a game that I didn't love the first time I played this, um, but now I do love it. And that is a, a Michael Keller and Andreas Odenhall game, and that is Lagranha. Dean, you played that, but only have played this online. Is that correct? That's correct. So this game has just a lot of really fun, cool mechanics that you have going on. You have card building. You have, as you see, if you're on the YouTubes, uh, this little um, uh, section, the market section. Sorry, I could not think of the name. um, In the middle of the board where you are battling it out for position and even kicking people's 
pieces out, which some people might not like that. Um, you're racing and, and trying to get fulfill these uh, market things as fast as possible so that you can get the bonus on that. But the card play is what I think is really interesting. It, it also, uh, because it just it, it's really interesting when you get a card, whether you want to put it in your field that can help you get more resources or whether you want it to have a perpetual bonus that you have or whether you want to use the card. See if I can pull up a card here. Um, here we go. Or whether you want to use the card to um, fulfill a market thing and score points with it. Like there is one, two, three, four things that you can do with cards. And so you have a lot of interesting decisions when you have a few cards in your hand. There's the world is your oyster. And I think that's one of my favorite things. There's also dice worker placement that I like in the game. It's just one of those games, Dean, that has a lot of mechanics that I enjoy. They all come together. It kind of has a feldish feel for sure. And this is just a really, really great game. And they're coming out with the new one. Yeah, the Deluxe Master Set, actually. Speaking yeah. of Snowdonia Deluxe Master Set, this is from uh, Board Boards and Dice is going to redo that Board and Dice. Uh, they're doing a... So a, far, it looks really good. I'm very happy the way it's looking. So, yeah, I don't usually... Mm, I might have to pick that up because this is really good game. This is ranked 177 overall, so really highly ranked game. Uh, haven't checked it out. Legranha is very good. That's my number 38. Yeah, good pick. Not bad. All right, Deanie, number 37 for you. 37 is a game that fits right in my wheelhouse. This go. one is has been much higher on my list, and I haven't got to play it in a while, but hopefully I'll get to play it soon. That is Rising Sun. Another, another miniature game. game. <laughs> this one is the second in the series, the the Blood Rage, Rising Sun, and Ankh trilogy there. the This came in 2018. It's Ooh. ranked 90 overall. There's a couple reasons why I like this. One is the the... The way that you play, take your actions in this one feels like a Puerto Rico type game. So I'm going to take a tile and I will take the action and everyone will be able to take that action. I'll be able to take it last as my bonus, right? So I can see what everyone else does. But also, if you and I are teamed up together, John, because you, you get to, at the beginning mm -hmm. at the tea ceremony, you like tea, you probably like this game. I love and the, tea. The tea ceremony, you and I will both... Uh, decide or whoever's at the table who wants to pair up and if you pair up when you take that action the person who takes the action gets a bonus but also you'll get an extra bonus along with that again like puerto if rico esque that's right if you pair up and so there's a benefit in doing that you don't have to pair up and if you don't you're going to be just fine too like you can still do well in this game really cool game the only reason why this one's not just a slight bit higher the the combat system in this one drags a little bit when i'm kind of looking at that trilogy of onk blood rage and rising sun i'm not sure onk i made this list before i played onk so that's why it's not going to be on it completely i think i prefer the battle system in onk but overall i prefer rising sun because of the way that you take your actions i think it's, it's interesting better for me but anyway and just a fantastic game i love it i think you'll like this one i don't know if you'll like it as much as onk but with that merger piece in Ankh, you really didn't like that, which dropped it quite a bit for you. But overall, the feel of the game, I think you would like Ankh better. Yeah. But you might give this a higher score. I don't know. I'm just surprised you have a game that's the rate of this high that's about fruit. What's that? It's about fruit. You keep Because all the times you have to pair up. Oh, okay. You had to work for that one a little bit, I think. No, I, it, that was... Yeah, it was, it was a stretch. Number 38. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? I haven't gotten off yet, have I? Or this one could rise on my list the more that I play it, but it has been higher on my list for sure. So we started on, I said number one, we're in the 20s. So I don't know why I said number 38. 
It will rise like the sun in the east. So we started with number 30, gonna keep number talking. 29, number 28. That's your 27. That's where I thought I got it off. 27 for Dean. Forgive me if I said the wrong number earlier. That is Rising Sun. My number 27, talk about area control games with miniatures. What? And, and crazy components. Oh, I see it. El Grande has made my list. That was sarcasm about great components and all that jazz. El Grande, Spanish for the Grande. I'm going to make that joke every time. You say that joke every single time. Because it's Chris Farley. It's Spanish for the Grande. Oh my gosh. He's the best. El Grande is a game that is um, absolutely mechanically beautiful. Don't you think? It's pretty simplistic. So simplistic to where I recently played this game with someone who has basically just played games like Carcassonne and Ticket to Ride. And she picked it up very easily. What you're going to do on this game is you're going to be, first of all, bidding an amount to see who goes first. And guess what, Dean? You know this. You can't get that card. You're not going to use it again unless you have a special ability that lets that card get back. And that's numbers 1 through 13 or 12? No, 15. What are the card numbers? 13, 1 through 13, 13, I think. I had it right right. the first time. I second guessed myself. 1 through 13. So if you spend the 13, which can make sure that you go first, guess what? You you have to have a special ability to get that back. You're you're not guaranteed to go first anymore the rest of the game. Then when you go first, you're going to select a card out of five different types of cards, right, that are out. And the cool thing about this is is whenever you select a card, oftentimes uh, there's cards that have better abilities But the card not only has abilities, it also has how many meeples you can put out on the map. So oftentimes there's cards that have really great abilities, but you don't get to put as many people out on the map, which is really just super smart, right? Just super simple, super smart, and it leads to all these ah, decisions. And then if you see the Castillo here in the middle, I mean, on the side of the board, this is a place where if you're going to put three dudes on the map, you could take two of them and just toss them in there and then... Later on, whoever has the most in there is going to score points. But also on top of that, you're going to get to later on move all of them to a place. Just such elegance. Yeah. I, I don't use that word with a lot. I just feel like with this game, um, it just has that like elegant you know, area majority, area control. It really does. Now, somebody recently mentioned, I couldn't find it. I think they commented on our BGG blog maybe, and that's why I'm not finding it. But... Had had told it had recommended that we play with the yes. the different cards and we need to do that. So I have all the expansion, the big box of this, and we've not played with. I don't think any of it. I think we've only played the base game of this, which is totally enough. That's all you need is the base game, in in my opinion. But they recommended that we do the cards because it really changes up the game. And now I'm interested to see what to that's check like. that out. All yeah. right, that is my number thirty-seven, El Grande. If you like area control, area majority, and you've never played this. Do yourself a favor and spend $100 on a game that's out of print. Is it out of print? Is the big box out of print? I think it's all out of print. Yeah, unfortunately. Th- this really needs to be reprinted. Yeah, I want this one, but I... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, there you go. There's a $200 game. Uh, I'm just go. kidding. It's not that much. But uh, this one might show up on my list on another day, potentially. That is ranked we'll number see. 82 overall from 1995. Boom. That is impressive. That's how good that game is. All right. That you know, it didn't come out in 1995, but it came out this year is my number 26. Is that what well, we're on? Well, the second edition of yeah. it. <laughs> the first edition came out in 2009. I really enjoyed it. 
And honestly, I just hadn't played it in so long. I hadn't really remembered how much that I enjoyed this game. And that is Summoner Wars. Specifically, I'll talk about the second edition. I actually, Ranked 2,330. Uh, That's actually probably not too bad. For I had how, the other one pulled up. What's what's the other one? Is 533. Yeah. yeah. So in this game, this is a two-player tactical card game. So it's basically a miniatures game, except you're using cards instead of miniatures, right? You're going to play cards out of your hand onto the board. The goal of the game is I need to knock out John's summoner. John needs to knock out my summoner. You're going to be summoning different characters out onto the board that will be mostly different minions and stuff. Some are champions, and then there's some events that you can play um, that really change the game. The cool thing I like about this is the asymmetrical play. So each faction in the game comes with, the base game comes with six, and I think they've announced two new ones. Uh, I don't know if they're out yet, but anyway, I think there's eight that are going to be available soon, and there's going to be a lot more that come out for this. But the way that they play so differently, I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And because they've had lots of time, 11 years now, to tweak this, there's a lot of balancing things that they've, that they've you know, cleared out. There's some, uh, some of the iconography issues that weren't even necessarily that big of a deal, but they just really upped everything up a notch. Everything's just so easy to just jump into this game and play. Really, I, I really highly recommend this if you like two-player games, if you like two-player like tactical war game, that sort of thing. It's a really good one. I enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit. I enjoyed it as well. Not super my style. I did that for you, by the way. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Quite a bit? Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. It was fun. I had a good time. Not one that I would probably recommend, like, want to bring to the table and, you know, vote on very often. But if Dean wants to play, it's also not one. This is another one of those that fits in that category. If not one, I'll turn down very often. It's fun. It's a good game. Yep. All right. That's that's your number 36 was Summoner Wars. My number 36 is... Roll for the galaxy. By you know, by thirty six, you mean twenty six, right? My number that was Dean's number twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get it right. <laughs> Dean's number. I wonder how much I've messed that up, but I will put it right in the video. Dean's number twenty six, Summoner Wars. My number twenty six is Tom Lehman game. Roll for the galaxy. What do you think about Roll for the Galaxy, Dean? I think it's. Like El Grande could potentially show up higher on my list at some point. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Then I won't talk too much about it. But um, It won't be on today's list. Yeah, that's why I'm going to just mention it really quick because I was thinking that it might not be on today's list. Okay, so uh, in Roll for the Galaxy, hey, you and your opponents are going to be picking, you know, something that they want to do. They want to go scout and they want to go get some uh, more cards. Maybe they want to uh, produce goods on some of the tiles that you already have that are ship those goods out or actually build more tiles into your tableau and you all pick one of those things and you flip them over and that's the actions that you're going to do but that's taking place after what dean you've chucked a bunch of dice and you're trying to think how do you use these dice most efficiently and in this game you're just racing you are racing to score how many points or how many tiles you have to get out if i can't out, remember uh, certain amount of tiles sorry 12 is that right i'm thinking that that might be right if we're wrong then you can let us know um but then the game is over and you're going to score points by you know points being on your tiles or by goods that you have uh produced and you've shipped out and different things like that but it's just such a pretty quick game right like it's one of those ones where you can play in like 30 40 minutes and you just leave satisfied yep agreed yep now, this is a game that I will say, and I'll mention this whenever I talk about it later, but it this is one of those that 
the base game alone may not have made my list. I really think Rivalry bumps this up quite a bit. You love and, that. I and, do like Rivalry. Ambition is really good too, but I think Rivalry is the one that really ramps it up. Although, I would really recommend, if you're interested in this, just start with the base game. You don't need that stuff to make it an amazing game. Right. It's an amazing game anyway, but... I just think those are, are fun. But if you're, you know, talking about adding all those together, like I'm looking at Amazon right now, 125 bucks for all three of those. The that's base game with bad. the two expansions. Actually, it's not. Rivalry used to, when it came out, I thought it was like it was 70 expensive. or 80 bucks or something. Yeah, actually, I, you were looking at that and I'm like, oh, maybe I should pick that up because it definitely was more expensive. Yeah. Hey, that will allow you to change dice faces. That's right. And that's, that's right. why Dean likes it so much. There's also the, this is an app form too, which is really well done. Maybe it's 50, it's 15, John, because they have five, five. Is that right? Oh my goodness. I don't even know what you're talking I about. I don't know the rules to any games that we play. <laughs> 15 tiles. I always thought it was 12, but I'm just looking on, it looked like they had 15 out there, but mm, anyway. I don't think it's that many. But I have to go back I'm and wrong. look. I think that's right. Anyway, the the there's too many games to remember every single thing about every single game. The funny Even thing is, play them a lot. I play Roll for the Galaxy pretty quite a bit yeah. on on the iPad, like a lot. But to remember a simple rule like that is not coming to me. Number twenty six, Roll for the Galaxy, fantastic game. My number twenty five is a game that probably will rise if I like. If I played this last week, it would probably be in my top twenty, I guess. But yeah. that's Underwater Cities. And in this one is ranked 43 overall. This game, you are... Did I say... I didn't say what Roll for the Galaxy was ranked overall. Oh, no, you did not. 100. Barely in the top 100. Continue. <laughs> uh, so in Underwater Cities, you are placing workers, right? This is a worker placement game. John? Someone took a picture of some cars on an actual beach in the sand. Oof. That really makes me... I do not like that because <laughs> they're definitely getting messed up. They're in sleeves. I do not like. I guess I can tell like they're in sleeves. Same so, I am. Go ahead. In this game, you are you are taking actions by placing your little worker thing. So this is I made a joke because John and I got into it at one time about me saying this was not a worker placement. It is, but I was just kind of being silly. It's but absolutely worker. You're placement. placing a worker to take an action. You can on top of that play a card that matches the color if you can which you want to do that because you really get you're going to play better right you're going to get yeah. the bonus for being able to do that and uh then you're also building up this underwater city you're building these tunnels that go out to these domes and getting resources you have these uh what is it your production round stuff like that mm -hmm. where you're going to be producing the resources that you have this game feels, it gets compared a lot to Terraforming Mars. And for me, it does have that feel because you're building a tableau yeah. and then also building up this city. They're very different games for sure. I think you could have both of these games ranked high in both in your collection because there is enough, absolutely. I'll go ahead and difference. say this. These are both in my top 50 for sure. And, I, and John, they're both too. in my top 50. Yeah, I thought so. I thought they were. Uh, but on any day, honestly, like I could have one higher than the other. But I just, I really enjoyed this game. This it's really well done. I do not have the expansion for this, and I heard the expansion is good. I just, and it has a dual air boards, which sounds really appealing, but I just, I don't have it. There I don't play go. this one enough, although Another I don't think about game it. I want to try you. this. Very appealing. Um, this what I was going to say, I was, yeah, I was going to say about this game really quick, and I will get to it later, is I really love the extreme engine building moments where you're like, boom, production extreme. moments. You get to run your engine. You have these huge production moments. Very, very fun. 
That is your number 20. Are we on number 25? I think that's right. right? That's right. This could be a top 10 game for you, but probably not. I think it's going to be a next week game for you. My number 25 is... You're not even going to hint at it. Yep, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, By Juma Al Juju. Mm -hmm. Clan. I say yes. I don't quite know if that's right. I think that that's correct. Uh, The art is by Clemens Franz. So, you know, that's already like... Basically, the way you feel about miniatures is the way I feel about... Actually, I... I do like Clemens Franz, but it just the games I like tend to. He does a lot of art on there, huh? He does a lot of art on dry euros for sure. Yeah. So in this game, if you've played Terra Mystica or if you've played um, Gaia Project, there's gonna see you're gonna see some similarities between these games for sure, right? Yep. Um, but this one's a little bit different because you're going to be, um, you have a market where you're gonna be buying and selling goods, and so I think that the there's player interaction in all of these games for sure, especially like. Terra Mystica, but the play interaction feels different in this game is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Because you're trying to get these goods before other people. You're going to an export um, place where you're actually getting these tiles to then fulfill them. But it's really tension filled, I feel like, because, oh my gosh, I need to do this action. But no, Dean's going to take that tile. I can't let him take that tile. But you can only have a certain amount at one time anyways. One, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you have the clan that right. allows you to have two. That's right. And so there's a lot of moments of you've got to, oh, I've got to fulfill that. And you've got to build your engine right as you go out and spread out, as I'm showing this here, on the board. And if you don't, and you don't get the tiles that fit your engine, and you, you're not manipulating the market, you're going to lose this game. So you kind of have a few plates that are spinning. And it leads to a really fun game for me. And a really, I like the player interaction in games where it's those race two. And it's not like you're racing to pick up the, the export tiles. It's just so vital. Yeah. I need it. I need it. Oh, no. But I can't get it. I've got to fulfill this first. Then I can go get that one. And no, Dean took it. And now that really, really messes up my plans. And then you're also manipulating the the market. That's know, right. That, that impacts each other's gameplay a lot, too. This is a really good game. This is a super fun game. Every time I play this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this one dropped off my list this year. And it's not because I like it less. I still really love it. But it's just... You haven't played it's, it probably. It's one, yeah, it's been a while. And actually, you know, the funny thing is... You mentioned that the solo of this is good, right? Was it you? Yeah, you had played the solo. You yes. said that you thought it was good. Yes. I should try the solo of this. Have you played the hard copy, the physical, since you got it? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. And honestly, I picked it up to play it solo. Learning solo rules for me sometimes is, uh, it's a bear. It I'm going to tell you be, something. You know? If the solo ro- rules, if the solo rules are not simple, I will not play it. Yeah, I'm the same Seriously, way. Seriously, I got a game I'm out the, the other day, and I was like, ugh, this is too much, and I'm just done. Yep, I want to flip a card, and it tell me what to do. Yep. Which a lot of them are going to that, which is nice, but anyway. That's exactly right. All right, that is my number 25. That is Clans of Caledonian. I don't know if I mentioned where it is ranked 50 overall. It's pretty good. Wow, that's a little higher than I thought it was. What's your number 24, Dean? My number 24 is ranked a, just a little bit lower than that overall. That is Seven ah. Wonders. One I've mentioned earlier. That's right. So Seven Wonders is ranked 73 overall. This is a game that I was ranked 77 overall. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. It's still in the sevens. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I know. I think. Yeah. Hey, it is. Look at the look at the rating on this. 7.7. Yeah, 7.7. Look at how many cards are out on the table. Oh my goodness, what a jumbled (laughs) mess. That is like a OCD nightmare. (laughs) So this game plays. It says two to seven. I don't. I would not play this game at two. It's just I'm not that interested in playing most drafting games like this at two. 
But in this one specifically, I think you need to have plus they have dual. more, right? And in this game, it plays in thirty minutes, which is really nice to play a seven or with the expansion eight player game in thirty minutes, right? Oh yeah, because all you're doing is taking a card and playing the card, and then you pass the cards. Everyone's doing this simultaneously, which is one of the things I really love about this game. Yep. But it's not like I'm just doing my own thing. You have to pay attention to what the other players are right directly to the right and left of you are doing. You have to pay attention to what everybody's doing, but specifically to the right and left because you're going to be That's right. you're going to be having a battle with them at the end of every round at the end of every age you need to make sure that you have more military cards so that's that's the gist like you're getting resource cards and those resource cards are helping you to pay for your military cards your science cards and your different uh, what are the blue ones again the um oh my buildings gosh. whatever they are but anyway uh those are your victory point cards essentially and then there's okay. also guild cards. But anyway, this is, it's just a fantastic game. Now, this one, I would say if you're- Culture? In, that's not right. No. If you're interested in this game at all, I think the base game is enough. Mm-hmm. The cities and the leaders expansions really are great. I love them a lot. I don't have the Armada expansion, which I've heard really good things about yeah, that as well. Yeah, that's one I've never played, and I like this game a lot. I'd really like to try that one, too, because I think it would add a lot to it, but- just an excellent game. This is another this is Lords of Waterdeep and Seven Wonders in the same week, right? These are great classic yeah. gate, gateway. I consider this to be a gateway plus just because the iconography and the gameplay can be a little bit difficult. Although I've played this with a ton of new people. Anyway, Seven Wonders, really enjoy this one. Really good game. That is your number 24, Seven Wonders. Yep. My number 24 is I wonder what might be in the cave because it's number Nope, because it's named Caverna. Was that good or was that a good transition? I mean, when you have to ask, like, yeah. was this a good joke? No. Yeah, it wasn't great, was no, it? No, it was not. All right, so this is a Uwe Rosenberg game, which uh, this will not be. This is not the first time he's been on my list, is it? <laughs> I'm sure it's It not. won't be the last. This is ranked 30 overall. Your top 10 is all. Hey, this is not in your top 10. No. Wasn't it last year? Maybe I'm uh, it wrong was about that. it was or borderline. It was ten or eleven, I think, last year. Um, yeah, so this is twenty four, right? Did I get that wrong? I don't think I did. Yeah, I, I whoops, clicked on the wrong one over there. Um, yeah, I, I've played this a decent several times this year. I even got the Forgotten Folk expansion that I really recommend. I think it's really fun because it gives you variable player powers and it's really really cool. But if you've never played this, maybe you've played Agricola. A lot of people say that this is an Agricola killer. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I do think I prefer Caverna over Agricola most of the time. Um, but in this game, you're just going to place your worker and do what it says. You're going to be building farms. You're going to be getting you know more vegetables, and you're going to be getting uh, different animals. But in this game, you're also going to be carving out your cave, which I think is really, really cool. And you're going to be putting buildings into that cave. And there's a, such a wide variety of buildings. It can be a little intimidating at first. When you first sit down, you've never played this game, and you see all those buildings, you can be like, whoa. Now, there is a way to start the game to play for like your first time without as many buildings, and you know that's fine. But I think this is really, really fun. It's just classic Uva, epic monster game, farming. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Now, one last epic thing I'll say. Epic monster game? It's a monster-sized Not game. Not like Rising no. Sun. That's an epic monster game. But the last thing I do want to mention that I really like about this is the way you can go out and um, pillage. You would like that, Dean. I, you, you say this every time. I would love this game. You can send your dwarves out and you can pillage. And the way that you 
have to pillage based on what value their weaponry is and the order that you have to do that really leads to some really cool decisions in this game. And this is just a great one. I mean, this is absolutely a classic. I think many people would say for a reason. That's number 24, still very high, Caverna the Cave Farmers. Probably if I play this game, it would be my favorite Uva game, if I have to guess, right? I It could be. I mean, Fields Feast for Odin is really good. Fields of Arla is my favorite right now, mm. I think. Is that right? Maybe. I think that's right. Anyway, I, I, I'll say good pick because I, I think this is going to be a really fun game once I get to play it eventually one of these years. Yeah, I know. All right, Are you intimidated by the length? Kind of like you that's a big box of your word. It's going to take a while and we're not going to have time or... No, I don't think so. I just haven't had time to do I'm it. I'm not intimidated by anything, John. Wow. Okay. Including cryptid. Like the actual cryptid, you know, like these that mythical creatures you? that are out to get you. I'm not scared. My Ain't number 23 scared. is cryptid. This game came out in 2018. Whoa, look at that picture. What is that? I don't even know. It's a cryptid. That's a wow. Interesting. Y'all, I, I don't know how if I can explain it. It's kind of a like a bird that looks like a mouse together. I was something. thinking that was a, I don't know, a kiwi maybe. <laughs> kiwi? Maybe it is a kiwi. Okay. This game is ranked 271 overall, plays in about 30 to 50 minutes. And this is a straight up deduction game where you are playing uh, competitively, trying to figure out where the cryptid is on the board. I have a piece of information. John has a piece of information. The person across from us has a piece of information, and we're all asking questions about where it potentially could be yep. until you can narrow it down to guess where it actually is. And if you do that and you guess correctly, you will be declared the winner. This game plays really fast, and I just really, really love it. Now, this is one I would like to say everybody I've introduced this game to absolutely loves it. That is not the case, but a lot of people I've played this with really, really enjoy it. That's true. This is kind of in the more gateway range as well, although you have to really play through one game, which, again, doesn't yeah, take that long. Yeah, I remember kind of, playing it, and like it was it. taking me a minute to kind of... So, like, what type of... Because all you're doing is you're asking a question, like, could it be here? And that's it, essentially. And and sometimes that's really difficult to, to grasp, but still really fun. I love this game so much, and the thing I'm excited about is Cryptid Urban Legends that's coming out next year. That's true. two-player-only version of this game, but it's not exactly like the same thing. And actually, the way they described it, and I've, I saw some comments and stuff, people think it could potentially be like a Mr. Jack-style game, which is a game that I enjoy. Ooh. Not love, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Cryptid. Cryptid. I really yeah. want to play this one again. I didn't love it when we played it, but I liked it. Remember, I was like, yeah, it's pretty... It's fun, but I'm not... So it's it's one that I've thought about many times, which usually means that I probably will like it better if I play it again. Yeah. Because there's a reason I'm thinking about it. So This is one that you can play back to back to back, you know, like it, yep. it plays quickly. It says 271 overall. Sometimes not even 30 minutes. I mean, it can take less time than that if people know what they're doing. Dean's number 23 is Cryptid. My number 23 is a game that just came out last year, Dean. Oh, yeah. To want and sue you. I have this higher than Caverna. How about that? In your face, Caverna. Oh, my goodness. I'm just kidding. Some people are going to wow. think you are crazy. This is a David Turtsky game, and man, he knocked it out of the park. This was the Meeple Town game of the year, right? That's right. If you, if maybe this is the only one you've watched so far, I had this one at, oh, goodness, I can't see it on here now. It was in my top uh, 39, somewhere around there. I think that's right, 39. David has done an a little game that you might have heard of. 
called Anachrony that may or may not absolutely be higher on my list. Um, he makes some really good designs. And I really like how David kind of goes outside of, like he has a lot of different style games. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. And some of his games I like more than others for sure, but I like how he just kind of risks it a little bit and go. It, it doesn't just stay in a little in a uh, particular wheelhouse, except for just his big Euros are my favorite, like Anachrony in this game. And this game is just so cool. There's a ton of things going on on the board, um, but but it's really simple. Like you place a worker and then you get, you look around and see if there's another worker of the same color adjacent or two workers adjacent and you get, you know, an action based on how many are adjacent to that. And so there's three things that will be surrounding you. And if you have two other workers besides you in the same color, you're going to get all three of those actions, which is really cool. But on top of that, you're also going to, um, every meeple has a special power. And I know you liked that a lot about it, Dean, didn't you? How there's powers with the meeple. So you may gain an extra action with a certain color meeple. Or if you put a certain color meeple in a certain spot, you gain extra action. All those things are really, really cool in this game. You have a lot of engine building. Um, you have the, the tapestry, the weaving that you engine build with. You also have this really cool area majority thing that goes on. It's just a lot of really fun mechanics all woven together mm. into a tapestry of glory. What if I don't know how to weave? Can I still play this game? Is that is that an option? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, you can. Thanks, man. This yeah. is a good game. This is a really, really it's good so, game. I played this recently because I was like, I got to make sure that this is good. And I'm like, absolutely, it is. It actually made it go up higher on the list because I was like, every time I play this game, I'm like, this is brilliant and I love it. Yep. For a a crossover on a, it's not a heavier, it's not heavy. I think this is like it's, medium it, heavy. Is it's, that? It's four. Oh, it's a four. Okay. It's a four. It's There's so, a lot to think about, but it doesn't feel to me that crazy heavy yeah but what i'm getting at is for us to have a crossover on a heavier game like this if you like something if you like heavier games you might love this even if you don't like heavier games you might love this right you don't have very many games rated at four on your list that's right this and funny enough i don't have any anywhere near that all mine this week are like in the twos like low twos actually there you go uh Rising Sun was a three. And underwater underwater cities, cities is close. Yeah, Underwater Cities is close. Everything else is in the low twos on this. That's kind of surprising, I guess. It is ranked 1,226 overall. Y'all get that to the table. Pick that game up. Throw it on the table, and you will be happy if you like heavier Euro games. That's right. That's my number 23. My number 22 is another classic. You're going all classic today, baby. I am. I am. Classic uh, gateway game. I would put this in that category. Entry-level game, something like that. Dominion. This one came out in 2008 and plays in about 30 minutes. Again, just like Seven Wonders is a straight-up card card game, a deck builder, and uh, the purest of its kind, probably. Absolutely. In this game, you're just like building up your deck by purchasing cards, and you're trying to figure out the best combination to be able to gain the most points at the end of the game, and you get those points by buying up different stacks like you know once stacks are gone three stacks i believe it is then you're gone then you're done now here's the thing <laughs> i love all these crazy like ridiculous cards if you go if you go look they just put all kinds of crazy cards on there anyways that people would make up but go ahead but the thing that's kind of rejuvenated this a little bit for me is i've been playing the app i did a video for this one i'm not even is the app out yet john do you know i don't think so because i want the app okay so I've been doing a beta version of the app where... I think I would play it a lot. I did a video for this. And for a while, they had different different expansions that were showing up in that app. I think right now it just has all the base cards in there. 
but when it releases over time, all of the expansion stuff will be released for it, I believe. And it's really well done and it just makes me, and I still get this, this game to the actual table pretty often because my wife really loves this game too. This is a fantastic game and I get why yeah, some people my wife doesn't get kind of over it like yeah okay that was fun back in the day but there's things to I move don't, on to. I, no, I, I think that it, I think it's great still. Yeah, oh I do too obviously, but I, I yeah. know that there's a lot of people that feel that way like oh, okay, this was great at introducing people to to I, deck building but there's other better deck builders out there. But there's something homey about it. Like you know what I mean? Like there's something like classic. Yep. Yeah. Look, look at this lady, she's playing this just had a baby. And she's playing Dominion in her hospital. Who do you think's bed. winning between her and the baby? The baby can't even hold their cards, right? Oh, I don't know. Is that their is that their hand right there, right next to I don't know, man. Wow. Just like not taking not taking it easy. This might be my highest it no, it's not. It's not my highest deck builder, but it is It's really high. It's it's really high. Especially for like pure deck builder. Dean, that is ranked. Did you say that? I don't know if we did. 102, one, uh, I did not. Yeah, yeah, that's like, so that and what was the 100? Oh, Roll for the Galaxy. No, no, no. It wasn't Roll for the Galaxy. That's ranked higher than that. There was something else that we mentioned earlier that was 100. So that's really close to each other. This is tantalizing radio. Yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Anyway. Anyways, um, that is 22 for Dean, ranked 102 overall, Dominion Classic. 22 for me is a Stefan Feld game that I think gets overlooked all the time. It's Forum Trajanum. This is 7.3 overall. This game is so fun. This game is so good. It, le- it has you have all these little, small, grueling decisions. You get a couple tiles, and you got to pick which one you want, and you want this one. Uh, but you don't want this one, but if I don't choose it, it's heading to Dean. And Dean really wants that tile and know he's going to want it. So do I just choose this because I don't want him to get it, even though I really want this? Uh, and then you get your tiles, and you have to pick one of the ones that's there. So, like, Dean passes you his. So maybe you're like, no, like you had your decision made, and now Dean yeah. gave me this, and now now what do I do? Um, then you decide if you're going to send them to the forum and some of your pieces out there or how you're going to use those. And it's just this really cool, puzzly game where look at that guy dressed up to play four inch jam. That looks that the guy's looking. You sharp. think he's doing that for intimidation? Oh man, I would be. Would you not be intimidated if someone dressed up like an emperor? I think so. And sat across the table from you while you tried to play four inch jam. Does he have a sword? That would be the decision maker, <sighs> I guess. I guess. But I mean, that's what I'm. That's that's what's so fun about this game is you're constantly given. You know, you flip a a cup four three cards over and you pick which two tiles that you want to flip out of those. I think that that's right. And so you're constantly being given like not a lot of decisions at once. Like here's here's something to do. Okay, now you pick between these two. Okay, now you pick between these three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you and when you line them up really well, it's like, "Yes, I did it." And when you don't, you don't. Yep. And it's a pretty fast game, like an hour. Yeah, this is a good game. And and maybe maybe a little overlooked. I can't remember which one. This came out the same year as as Carpe Diem. It did, and I thought this was so much better than Carpe Diem. But not it, to hate on Carpe Diem because I don't. The flip side I think is that Carpe Diem was more appealing maybe to like the masses. It, than, absolutely. This is a 3.5. Yeah. Mhm. This is also ranked 998 overall and mm, it's just a crying shame because this is one of my favorite Feld games. I really my wife and I just love this game. Yep, it's an excellent game. I totally agree. 22. So far you got some good picks, John. Thank you. That's uh number 17 of your Feld games that you picked so far, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that went over my head a little bit because I was trying to say 22 form Trajanum, 
what's your 21 dean my number 21 is me. not a failed game have i had a failed game yet i don't yes i have i had amerigo i think i think I yeah, had that's true that is true all right, my number 21, we've already mentioned because John had this on his uh, 29, 28, something like that. Yeah, it was my 29. Okay, that's Snedonia Deluxe Master Set specifically. Yeah, um, specifically because Snedonia by itself doesn't make my list. That's right. Oh, and that's a good good point. Dominion is the same way, by the way. If you're looking at Dominion, I, I recommend at least picking up another one of those expansions. You, could, you get a lot of game out of that first box, but yeah. you're probably going to really want to... Uh, to get some of those expansions. Sedonia Master Deluxe Set. Now, I will say, or Deluxe Master Set, I will say this. If you <laughs> I've don't got sp- you saying it the wrong way. If you don't want to spend that much on the game, because it's a it's a pricier game, uh, Alubari is, a, is another one that you could look at that's got really similar feels to this. It's more than just the base Agreed. game, but it's not as much as what the Deluxe Master Set is. And I've actually been playing this but game. But Alibari's not on my list and this one is. Yeah, yeah. Me too, because I would choose between all of those and But have I bought this? You have no, not. Because it's too much I don't I don't like to spend that much money. That's right. Now I do I should. I do I don't know why I haven't game. I and I've played several of the different things within the box, but there's just so much. I mean this is a game you could explore for a lifetime. I mean honestly, there's so many cards in this box that you will not use in every game, oh, oh my goodness, you every okay time. Over there? No, I'm having a hard time today. Man. There's so many things in the box that you will not use every game, and so you can get a lot of plays out of this. But basically, this is a worker placement game, mm-hmm. and you are trying to go around your building tracks. Pretty simple. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty simple mechanisms in the game. Like yeah. the worker placement, you're going around, you're building tracks, you're going to be removing rubble so that you can build tracks, you're going to be gaining resources that you can use to pay at the stations to gain and you're communally, points. you're communally removing rubble yeah that's right that's so right tactically when to do that is really interesting yeah and the cool thing is like you all place your workers together but you're then once you get them all placed out then you're removing them in order left to right left to right of you know and, and taking those different actions so there's things to think about that too like I, that's i want to be able parts. to build a track but i really need somebody to be able to remove rubble and if they don't i'm in bad shape because i just wasted this action so do you i know? risk it yeah so i Ugh. Even the base game of this is really, really great. I like it. And actually, this is on Yucatan. I've been playing lately. I've, oh, I'm for real? in the middle of a game right now. And uh, so I, I'd recommend checking it out there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I totally agree um, about the way that the worker placement works and you go from left to right. It's really fun. And I like how you're kind of working together, but not. Yeah. And those tactical decisions. Those are probably my two favorite parts of the game. You do have some, you can actually do some engine building in this game for real style. An actual train engine. That's exactly right. That builds your engine. That's kind of fun. Which is cool, too, because most of those, you can spend a coal then. Like, if you have a coal, you can spend it to gain another worker for yep. that round. Like, you go to the pub and pay him coal. <laughs> That's it. Somebody said, hey, you want to come work for me for a day? I'll pay you some coal. Would, I would you say, say yes? I mean, it depends on what you know age I live in. I mean, maybe if I lived back in the day when coal was really important to the home... Then there you go. A full day? Full day's work. Of course, their work is like, hey, I need you to pick up three pieces of rubble from the ground. That's true. It's not hard work, really. I don't know. It depends on how big the rubble is. Laying track would be hard, but then it's like, hey, I need you to pick up resources. Like, hey, go to the store and pick up one stone and like a piece of gold or something. I'm not sure how attractive that job would be. (laughs) This does not say what it's ranked. That's because we probably need to look at the Snowdonia. Still, that's not that's not fair. That's right. You want me to look it up? 
Yeah, I mean, there's other ones. I can't even link to Snedoni on there. Something's going on with BGG. But, uh, there's, this is so much better than just having the base game. What is it? Five fifteen overall. So you can go ahead and assume that this would be higher. It would be higher. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. So that was Dean's number twenty-one. His last game for today. My number twenty-nine. Same game on the list at the same time. And that's Snedonia, the master. Nope, the deluxe master set. My number twenty-one is a Vladimir Suhi game. Pulsar 2849, one that Dean doesn't like. Have you played this, though? Yep. You played it, and you didn't like it, but yep. you played it at the end of like something, right? Yep. And you were tired? Yep. All those things are correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, this game is brilliant, and you have to play it again, Dean. How about I that? I have to do anything. Dude. But I do want to because it seems like a cool game. Oh, man. Dice drafting, which is a really cool mechanic where you're di- drafting a die, but when you do it, it depending on where this median point is pointing – it, it can be good or bad for you. And so like making those decisions of, I really want this die over here, but wow, it's three spaces away from this median on the left. I really, uh, that's too much. It's going to cost me too much to, you know, pick that up. Um, you tons of engine building in this game. I, as I said, just, I mean, dice draft and engine building. Um, I wouldn't say it's thematic. Would you say it's thematic? Uh, maybe a little bit thematic. I would say probably as thematic as like Castles of Burgundy. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I, people always say this is like Castles of Burgundy. I didn't I just, say that. I just said it was I know, thematic. but people say, I just totally disagree with that. Yeah, it's not the same game for sure. No, I mean, I mean, maybe there's a few little pieces to it, but you can put out pulsars on the map. That's another cool piece is that there's so many different ways to pass to victory, I think, in this game. And the tech tree is so smart um, in which tech, pieces to get as you're building um, your engine as the game is progressing and you don't have a ton of turns in this game this seems like you have got to be efficient I like games like that where you've got to make very calculated decisions on how to use the dice because you don't have that many turns super fun speaking of underwater cities which was yeah uh, mm-hmm. Vladimir Sui game this is as well and this is just brilliant Yep. I probably need to go back and play this one for sure. I, I, I need to, and I think I probably would like it better. 3.3 weight, Dean. I mean, like, I really think you played it at the wrong time. Yep. Probably because you like, it's ranked 217 overall. Probably because you like castles so much, you thought, ugh, I don't want to play this game because some people say it kills castles of Burgundy. It could very well be the case. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, I, I think I can't separate myself from those comments for sure. Also, I've realized something about myself. This Trois fits in that same category because I played with people and everyone knew how to play the game except me. And so like the rules explanation, what did I just say? Exclamation. Exclamation. The rules explanation Ah! wasn't as thorough as I probably would have appreciated it to be just because, oh, this is the only guy that doesn't know how to play the game. Your head's kind of swimming. Yeah. And so everyone else got it and I didn't. So Trois is another one I need to get another play of for that very reason. Anyway, that's right. Pulsar. Who won that game of Trois? Me? Hey, I've got to say that because Dean's beat me in games two time, two days in a row. Did I? Did oh, I win yeah. that game? Probably not. I didn't in, even know what was going on no, in Trois. he beat me in Airland and Sea, and he beat me in a new Dr. Finn game that's coming out. That's right. That All right, correct. that's it. That is numbers 30 through 21. Yep, that is it. So we're going to be having two more weeks of this, which I know you're excited about, Meeple Town. I know. am. I'm disappointed it's coming to a close a little. Are you? We'll just yeah. have to do another top 10 list of something, right? Okay, yeah, we'll do it. Let's go. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited to finish up the list because I'm there's some really good games that I'm going to be talking about and then some really dry Euro games that John's going to be talking about that aren't as good. But I'm going to, we'll do a top 10 list of games that you want to smash against your co-host's face. Oh, man. I'm just thinking like Caverna. <laughs> that box is so heavy. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't want to do that. I, yeah, no. The what's the game where you bop people on the head with the uh, the caveman game? You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> stone Stone Age. <laughs> so that will when you bring... get mad at Stone your opponents in Stone Age. You bop them over the head with the game. Is that what you just said? No, not Stone Age. That's, All right, that's exactly what you said. That is going to do it for this episode. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're enjoying our channel, we'd love for you to subscribe. You, if you'd like to support, what we're doing go to Patreon.com/slash MeepleTown or at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild thirty four oh seven. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. <laughs> If you're still waiting around, I'm sorry to disappoint, but we don't hey, have anything hey, for stop you. Stop recording the podcast without me. We don't have anything else. Give me that's it. Up. Give me the give me the microphone. Cue give the music. Me, give me the mic.